We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. This is Pop Horror View the Movie Podcast. I am Matt along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hello. And if you're new here and you like IMDb, you have you found the right podcast because we're talking about the IMDb Top 250. We're traveling back to 2003. I was a wee nine years old. Aww. Uh, we're talking about number 151, Kill Bill, Volume 1. Director Quentin Tarantino, writer Quentin Tarantino and Uma Thurman, starring Uma Thurman. And the IMDb rating is 8.2. Uh, the drink today is the Pussy Wagon. It's bourbon, cranberry juice, lemon juice, and simple syrup. Would you drink that? That's not a good name for a drink. And I, I feel like the bride would have been better. I don't know. The first thing that came to my head was the Pussy Wagon. Oh, okay. I don't know why. <laughs> Even though when I gave that clue last week, you said no one would know what that is. So. Well, I'm humble enough to tell you that when I'm wrong. Yeah. I know when I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, so great clue. Um, Jimmy, 151, do you agree that it should be that number, and do you agree that it should be on the list? It should definitely be on the list. Higher or lower? I think in the f- this area. Sh- in the, so in this the is appropriate. This is appropriate. Is this the? I what guess this what is number the is this again? One fifty-one. Mm. So do you? So I'm going to ask you now. Do you think it should be one fifty-one? I think it should be in the top hundred. Top hundred. So you should be higher. Yeah. And so I'm so okay. So I answer my second question. You assume it should be on the list. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of with Jimmy. I, I think it should be on the list definitely, but I think where it is is. Appropriate. So before we really get into the, the movie, Jimmy, familiarize us with said movie. The Bride was the, the deadliest assassin of the Deadly Viper Assassination Squad until the day she decided to leave the business, assume a new identity, and get married. But it was on the day of her marriage that her old friends, Oren, Vernita, Bud, and L, not to mention her boss, Bill, find her and assassinate the entire ceremony while Bill shoots her in the head, putting her into a coma. Well, Bill and his people should have tried a little harder because after four years, the bride has awakened from her coma and hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. If we all start talking over each other, I'm going to play this. And that means that we had to stop and individually start talking. That might be a thing I might continue on throughout the, the episode. I feel episodes. my freedom of speech has been restricted. Oh, no, it's not being restricted. <laughs> We're not pulling Elon Musk here. But how come you get to control it? I think we should all get a button to control it. You have no earphones, so why do you get a button? Because I, I, I have the outside ears of That the means absolutely nothing. <laughs> anyway, we're going to do some shotgun facts. Number one, Warren Beatty, Jack Nicholson, Kurt Russell, Kevin Costner... Mickey Rourke and Burt Reynolds were considered to play Bill before David Carradine got cast. Do you think they chose the right person? Jimmy. 
I think uh, you said one of the first people, and I do not remember. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty would have been a good choice. Kelly. Uh, I actually think Kurt Russell or Mickey Rourke would have been a good choice. I feel like Burt Reynolds would have been a good choice. No. See, but I see Kurt Russell as his character in Death Proof when I think of Quentin Tarantino. So I I don't know if he would have Death Proof came out after this No, I know, but I feel like that's like what I see him as. Yeah, but for me, it's like... Like that's that's like a Quentin Tarantino character Kurt Russell would be really good at. Not... I consider Bill this... Not frail, but not like very... um, Indistinguishable? No, I think I actually do like David Carradine, so I think that was the right choice. No, I think it's the right choice. But out of the out of the <clears throat> choices, I would have been comfortable with either Mickey Rourke or Kurt Russell. I don't agree with Warren Beatty because he just—no <laughs> offense—but he didn't look. He doesn't look like he. It didn't. It wouldn't look like Uma Thurman would sleep with him to have a baby. No offense. They did say that would be a totally different. Like the character would have definitely changed. If and he, he got wouldn't. Cast. He wouldn't have been as cool. It's almost like a Chuck Norris type of thing. Like they said, like Bill has to have this prowess, that which is why he's able to get all these women for him. Like Warren Beatty. No offense, but he looks like he doesn't look like someone that can draw people in with like a deadly charm. You know, it's funny because Quentin Tarantino said if he would have taken the role, they would have made him more like James Bond esque. Yeah, which I think wouldn't have been cool. Yeah, so it's interesting you say, like, he doesn't have the suaveness, but, like, they were trying to make that, if it was Warren Beatty, him suave, like, like extra suave. Like, for me, because I just Googled how he looked in 2003. Mm -hmm. I don't know what Warren Beatty looks like. He looks like a dad. Okay. Well, so does David Carradine, sort of. Yeah, but David Carradine is, like, a Chuck Norris type of dude where it's just kind of like, like, you know he knows, like, martial arts and stuff, so you're Mm. just kind of like. Very true. He's fucking cool. Very true. Uh, Number two. After the bride leaves Oren's door at the House of Blue Leaves, the camera follows her down the stairs, through the bar, past the kitchen, into the ladies' room. When we go out to the ladies, when we go out of the ladies' room, back to the stairs, and follow Sophia Fatale um, along the exact same path of the ladies' room, ending with the phone ringing of her cell phone. That shot is done in a single unedited take. The infamous long scene took six hours to rehearse, and it was shot in seventeen days. After that, the steady cam operator was rumored to have passed out from exhaustion. I feel like that's not even, I mean, maybe for 2003, that's a big thing. No, they were doing single take movies back in, Alfred Hitchcock did it. That's true. I was like, I like, it didn't seem like that was like a, whoa, like, I mean, it's like a scene I feel like I've seen so many times Like it now. didn't stand out. Like to be the point of where it was like so I meticulous. I didn't even realize that it was one scene. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't realize it was one scene either. Oh, uh, maybe because I did was, wa- I was waiting for a one take because I read, apparently it's a Quentin Tarantino trademark. I don't know if that's true. According to IMDb, it is. There was feet. I I, I know have, there was feet. After my third one, I I, I I do you know the background behind the feet? Because I tried to look it up and I couldn't really find it. I think he just likes feet. That's solely it. It's like a there's weird like thing. no there's no like reason, but he's never. I explained think it's it. like a fetish. He just likes women's feet. Let him have it. I no, I'm not. I'm just curious where it came Please from. Please don't uh, fetish shame him. I'm not. Because you just, can't get an answer. Why I was just like curious it. what where. I was, it, it's always talked about, so I would assume they would have asked him. So I didn't know if there was a reason behind it. I think they have asked him, and he's just kind of like, I don't know. Wait, oh, okay. can't explain it. Okay, number three. The original trailer for this film, although featured actual no bloodshed, raised the concerns of the MPAA with the sight of the bride's blood-stained clothes. As such, it became the first to be subjected to the MPAA's new no-blood policy for trailers in which all sight of bodily fluid must be alternately recolored and removed entirely. 
This was why the trailers for the film, and similar for every film released in the U.S. thereafter, um, featured the bride's clothes covered in blackish-brown stains where the blood would be. Incidentally, the color of dry blood is blackish-brown, which means the MPAA unknowingly made Tarantino change the color from fresh blood to dry blood. I knew that. Did you? I did. And this, I don't know if this is one of your things. When it goes, that was the last one. When it goes black and white. That was because the MPAA was like, no, 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 too much blood. So he goes, okay, we'll just make it black and white so you can't tell it's blood. That is, yeah. That's there was the a lot reason of... why that's black and white. I was waiting for also, it to go black I, and white. it had to do uh, with uh, old samurai films. He was like, okay, then I'll just do this. That, I read, I did read that was a thing. Was that... Is I, it to kill, kill two birds with one stone? Yeah. Yeah. Homage plus keeping with censors. Uh, and that was my shotgun facts. Yes, you're right. Anything else you want to share? I feel like sometimes you have ones that I don't include. Um, did you just say your one that you wanted to include? No, I just I just knew I just knew that that wasn't there. I like to keep it to three. I I want to say that was in that that MPAA documentary. This is not yet rated. Yeah, so this film is not yet rated. Oh, where does this rank for you, Jimmy, in terms of your Tarantino films? Top five, lower half. I would say volume one is top five. Okay, fair enough. Volume one is my top five too. Actually, I think it's my number two. Honestly, I think the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my number one. No, I I like uh, Inglorious Bastards. That's my number one. I guess Inglorious Bastards is my three. I think by default it would be in my top five because I I've only seen five. No, well, I know. Tarantino <laughs> well, no, I saw. Well, I don't like Hateful Eight, and that definitely would be in my top five. I like. I think number one is I. Th- Think Django. Okay, you've also never seen Pulp Fiction. I know. So we can't have this conversation with I you. I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. I haven't seen that, but it was probably Pulp Fiction. You, wait, you're you're ranking Pulp Fiction even though you've never seen it? Oh, sorry. Did I say Pulp, Pulp Fiction? Fiction? Yeah. I meant I meant say Django. I was like, you've never seen it. He's like, I would assume <laughs> I would like that the <laughs> best. Like, assume, but... um. Like, I I will wholly admit it that, like, Pulp Fiction isn't in my top five. It's not. It just isn't. It just Oh, isn't. I didn't question you. I no, was just like, I'm see. just like, for people to, like, get, like, m- who might get angry about it, like, Pulp Fiction isn't in my top five Tarantino movies. But moving on, we're going to take a quick break and get back to Kill Bill Volume 1. We'll be right back. Hey, dog biters! Mike here, host of the Man Bites Dog Podcast. I came here today to give a little promo for our show, but I made the mistake of telling my co-hosts it might be funny if they came in and were mean to me. Uh, well, here's how that went. Hi, I'm Mike Hill, host of the Man Bites Dog Podcast, a game show where I ask you, you, Mike. Okay. That, all right. Well, that's unnecessary. Oh, you're unnecessary. Okay. It. I'll do the thing later. <laughs> what do you want us to say? I was being mean. You. All right. That is yeah, true. Right. He was doing what you asked. Okay. Thank you, Bob. Problem. If you have a problem with me f-ing talking to when you say talk to me, say something mean. I f-ing said something mean, and you're gonna be like, oh, don't, don't just do it by myself later. I already deleted everything I wrote. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Man bites dog. It's a lot like that, except there's less bleeping, and there's a news quiz. Oh God. And we're back. Number 151, did I say? Yes. yes. 151, Kill Bill Volume 1. Thought the second one was on this list. Was not. It's not. The second one's not as... as Rewa- then I watched the second one for the first time, Jimmy. I watched it for the first time. Okay, well, <laughs> you're an adult. You could have wa- watched it at any point in your life. I'm trying to think if I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. 
Me and Jimmy, how many, was it 10 years ago? It was a very long time. Very long ago. Jimmy, Jimmy was like, do you want to watch this movie? I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so we watched Kill Bill Volume 1. I really enjoyed it. Uh, then I'm like, oh my God, like it left it off on a cliffhanger. Let's watch the second one. Oh no, I can't today. We'll watch it soon though. Dot, dot, dot. We've come to 10 years later. I finally watched Kill Bill 2. And really, I was not, the hype did not live up to the. I mean, they gave away the ending of Kill Bill. No, but that wasn't even that. It went from this, like, really cool, like, going through different genres and, like, just having a lot of fun with, like, filmmaking to being a very straightforward revenge story. Mm -hmm. I was, like, the first, like, 30 minutes, I'm like, there has not been one, like, Quentin Tarantino trademark. I'm like, what is happening? I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge fan. My favorite scene though is uh, when Uma Thurman snatches out um, Daryl Hannah's eye. That's that why scene, me and Kelly were like, Daryl Hannah has a much bigger part in the second one. Yeah, it's like so. It's like so funny how the difference is. But again, you it may have been different if you had not saying I watched it this way. Obviously, I watched it in theaters. I'm saying obviously I watched it in theaters. I wasn't supposed to be in theaters. Like my freaking dad took me, and I was in like sixth grade. <laughs> I should not have been seeing that movie. Sixth grade, what are you, like 13? No, like 11 or 12. Oh, okay. So, like, I definitely shouldn't have been watching it, but I watched it. And then I watched it multiple times after that. Well, I can see, because they released, in uh, around 2011, I think they released, what is it called, The Whole Bloody Affair? Mm -hmm. But that's I what I'm saying, like, maybe if you watched it in one cohesive thing, yeah. that it might not have been such a jarring change or whatever. Exactly. But, I don't know, I mean, you did, I mean, how how long did you wait before you started Volume 2 when you watched it? credits ended and I turned the new one. I like Googled. So I, 10 minutes. Yeah. I was like, I went to volume two, but <laughs> I was like, 10 minutes changed everything. That year in but between it was, it was six months. It was six months. It was October to April or something like that. I thought it was, they I, thought, it, like, I knew the second once, one almost. was in April. And you can tell they shot it all at once because like seeing like you had, um, bud at the very end of the first one that like, they just repeated in the second one. Like you can tell that they reuse a lot of stuff. Well, I'm like that's clever. It's cool. But, like, I kind of wish I just saw the whole thing because I feel like if they trimmed down the second well, one. But that's not his the, fault, though. Was the script. It, it was one fault. film and they cut it in two. But right? he wanted to. Well, Harvey, Harvey Wein Weinstein made him do two movies. Harvey Weinstein was like, you either got to cut it or make two movies. And he was like, okay, I'll make two movies. But, like, I, I would have. I think I would have rathered, like, because this was under two hours the first one. I would have rather maybe, like, a. Two and a half hour or it two was hour just forty minutes. Under two hours. Yeah, but I I would have rather maybe like another like forty fifty minutes of just because the other people they killed kind of quickly. It was really build. They kind of like left a whole like long part two. I didn't really feel like well, I needed was to up? see that. It was only three people. Two. It was Michael Madsen. It was uh, Daryl Hannah, and then Bill. Uh, Bill. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like to do, it, but then the second but one yet was longer. They, they killed. I know, but they killed. Uh, what's her face? In, like immediately in the first one. But they did a lot more explaining. Gay Fox? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, that was the, I. I understood like because it made sense who they kept in the first one because like Vivek A. Fox, I think was just to be like a statement scene, like to like open I, the movie. I mean, I don't know. I think Lucy Liu's character was the more interesting of all. But what I'm saying, I think they chose Lucy Liu because I think like it was like she was like probably the most successful of all the people besides Bill. So it's like you go to her and it's a more compelling story. I understood why they kept... you mean successful, you mean like their characters or in real life? Their characters. Okay. Yeah, like I feel like that had the... she. It's like Vivica A. Fox, she settled down. You can tell that really quickly. Bud became like a stripper uh, bouncer. Mm -hmm. And then like Dara Hanna, you really still don't know what she did after. I think she was still an assassin. Yeah, and then like Bill was... But I feel like the Bill scene kind of really dragged... 
personally the second one because like that I was reading reviews and they were like people actually said I'd rather the second one because it, but I think because people understand the first one it was too much for them and they're like this really tells the story about revenge and I'm like in well, a very strategic in a very well, normal way go back go go the people should rewatch it now and they should be like oh maybe like now they'll understand Quentin Tarantino's kind of storytelling well, I mean, like he, but wasn't Pulp Fiction like super quick? Like that was told back. I was told in revert. Like it's that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like if you, maybe the reviews say that for his movie too. It's too much because a lot of the reviews, a lot of the lower ones, was like um, Tarantino can only do one film. He can only make one. But then this is the act. This was a part of it. Quentin Tarantino is the most overrated movie director ever. He basically makes the same film over and over again with a different title: excessive violence. Vile, bad language, and childish humor, but absolutely nothing else. What is Kill Bill? Is it supposed to be an action movie, kung fu, Japanese sword movie, parody, spoof, whatever it's supposed to be, it fails. I'm like, you obviously didn't understand because he literally, like, I think he said, oh, it's revenge. I can do whatever I want. He he literally purposely mashed genres, but I guess was that done a lot there then? Yeah, there was, but... But are they critically? I mean, are they? I mean, Quentin Tarantino. Well has he has such, such a, a distinct, distinct style. Yeah. And like that was like uh, we talked about. This is like his third, fourth film. Well, I think it's the fourth on the fourth. Credits. I think it's his fourth. It's his fourth film. So it's just kind of like he has such a distinct style, and he like it's Reservoir. It's I Reservoir. Think, Pulp. And Fiction. Then, Jackie Brown. Kill Bill. I Kill think, Bill. Think so. But it's like yeah. I don't think they're. Mm. I can't really remember, but it's just like it's so stylistically different. But I think that's he's but like at the same time, like I appreciate when a director brings. No, but I mean, like to bring that style in the early 2000s, I think it's like people were like, what the fuck? Yeah, because I feel like nowadays, like when a director, you can tell when it's a certain director and like when it's not that style, people get upset. Now people get upset for the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I actually personally am the one that I'd rather have a similar um style in each movie because then it really feels like his movie i feel like kill bill really defined his style in all in all honesty besides like pulp fiction or though but i feel like kill bill really cemented like let's go like what to expect in a quentin mm-hmm. tarantino movie going forward because i feel like he hasn't diverted from that i said formula I, probably since. except for kill bill too, I in think, my opinion. i think once upon a time in hollywood diverted from that but it still had his elements I feel like that was his most mature movie. And it had his elements, but well, I feel I like he's moving on yeah. to another phase. Like, yeah, he still yeah. had the bloodbath at the end, but it wasn't... But I but still no, but saw I think elements of Django in it, though. But he also... Specific- stories. He specifically said that he wanted to honor old Hollywood, so I think that's why he didn't want to, like... Not tarnish it, but he wanted to respect it. But this one, I think he was having fun with all genres, and I think a lot of times he's having fun with all these different types of genres. Like westerns and um samurai and like martial arts and i think with once upon a time in hollywood like he well, he's also talking about he's also changing the history of a woman who was horribly yeah. murdered he's, he's changing real the people. history of a lot of yeah but like things. no one gives a shit about changing the history of hitler no i'm saying but like that's what he does i feel like in his newer movies he changes his the history yeah but like i think with once upon a time in hollywood matt's right in the fact that he had to be more respectful because he is talking about someone who died a who shouldn't have died a horrible horrible death i think he was almost like wishing like it was more of like a well, no like it, sounds he, weird. A fairy it was like a once upon a time yeah that's he, yeah. why he called it once no upon i know a time that's why when i said it i was like it sounds you know redundant. he spoke to the family and stuff like that so i think that's why that 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a bit softer than what he normally does. Yeah. But I, that's what I, this is, I mean, like, I feel, that's why I don't like the second one. If they didn't do that in this one, I don't think I would have liked it as much. I think that was what kept it exciting. It kept it moving. It kept it me interested. Cause that's what a lot of, like someone literally said, or it was like a 10 star thing. Like cinema has rarely been this exciting. Someone said like an eight star kill bill is the reason why I go to movies. Like these things, I feel like when people, it, it catches your attention I think that's why people go to the movies. It's something that looks different. I think this Quentin Tarantino is definitely different. He's not mainstream. I think maybe little by little, he's becoming a little more mainstream, but I think he, this is like, this is like the mainstreamiest, like non mainstream person. If that makes sense. No, I mean, that's why also we, lately we've been going to see when, why we saw barbarian mm-hmm. because they were like, it's not what you think. And it's like, okay, we saw the menu yeah. Even though, like, we kind of figure what it was, but we're, people, it's just kind of like, I kind of want to see this. Like, it's one of those. Yeah, it, it it goes into the movie where it's like you're not, you don't really know what's gonna happen, and you're just kind of there for the ride. That's why, like, a lot of movies now in the box office are suffering. Like romantic comedies, they just don't do well anymore because they're so easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing special about them. There's nothing unique about them. They've been trying really hard to revamp the whole romantic comedy genre, but it's like. How do you revamp a romantic comedy genre? Like, it still has to be romantic and there still needs to be comedy in it. A you romantic know? drama. And it's either like, oh, if she ends up alone, it's like, okay, well, that's fine too. So it's like, there's no way in my mind right now for a romantic comedy to be revamped. What I was, just don't think, I haven't, I haven't seen a romantic comedy that's been really good What was the in most years. Re- like, what was there? I feel like there was one like a few years ago or something that like was like, everyone was like, wow, this like kind of changed the game. I don't, and maybe I'm making this up myself. But I thought there was like a romantic comedy that people were like, wow, that's like somewhat different. I feel Recently? like there was one that like got nominated for Oscars. People were like, wow, that really put a spin on it. Mm-hmm. Could it have been like Crazy Rich Asians? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Of. Crazy Rich Asians is still a romantic. It's still like there's it's just really good because of everything was really good about it. But like it still wasn't like it didn't break any tropes for me besides obviously like having a whole all Asian cast. Maybe that's the one like I'm that. thinking of though. And that it's like, like, you know, the disapproving mom, mm-hmm. he's a secret billionaire. She's not, she has a quirky best friend. It had, it had all those, <laughs> ele- it had the elements of it just done very well. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So you're saying there Wait, has been you, one that's like completely like rewritten the romantic. Comedy. Are you thinking a big fat Greek wedding? Maybe. Because that was nominated for best screenplay. But that's also from 2000, like, too. Like this is like when romantic comedies were at their height. Now I wanted to ask this before we got into the romantic comedy element that I was reading. I saw one review that was like this: this Kill Bill Volume One. I guess you can say Quentin Tarantino also, but he made like it's about someone was very upset that he was like glorifying violence and like I I don't know if I necessarily agree, but he was like violence is presented in an art form in this movie as if seeing fountains of blood spurting out of people's bodies was was a beautiful sight. It seems to me that that we are back in the Roman times with people cheering as the martyrs were being fed to the lions. And he's like, I see all the the references he was trying to do, but it's just, it seemed like he was doing it towards the violence. I don't necessarily agree. Like, I don't think Quentin Tarantino's glory. That's just Quentin Tarantino's violence. I've always remembered it being like... But they're over the top to the point where you know it's not real. Over the top, super red, blood. Like, I remember in in Pulp Fiction, like, when the guy shot himself and the whole back window was covered in blood. And it's just, you have Inglorious Bastards. You have 
Django is people yeah. blowing up and yeah, it's and Samuel L. Jackson the literally mm-hmm. flung across a room after getting shot. Well, that's so. like this one too. They're 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 very like. And well, then even in Hateful Eight, like I think Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh was my God! When she gets covered her face in blood. bashed in, yeah, oh. she was covered in blood during that. Because this movie. one, this one, the the reason I was like I disagree with this. The girl who gets set on fire in Once Upon a Time. But like in this one, I knew that he didn't do it on like it wasn't because also like this one, I think he styled the violence based on like certain I think Chinese films or something like that where he was like they filled. I think I read that he they condoms. filmed yeah they filmed ja- or Chinese or Japanese condoms with fake blood and like that's why it went like a fountain because they were like well, he doesn't want to use any like normal practical effects he wanted to do he wanted to do what the old movies did I'm like the people who are set, I feel like whenever he does violence it's somewhat paying homage to things no and yeah I, and I feel like people don't understand that with Quentin Tarantino he's not doing it to be like let me just throw fucking whatever to the wall and see what sticks with violence mm-hmm. he's doing it for a certain purpose. Because even with this, like the one scene that you don't see violence is the bride getting like the bride and the tra- the chapel getting brutally murdered. Mm-hmm. Like, but yet everything else where it was like, it's uh, what was the word he said that it's um, there's reason behind it. He'll show that because there was reason behind it with that. It's just there's no reason. They just yeah, were murdered. It's like it's not like he's like, oh, I love violence or whatever. It's also like he's making a movie and he wants people to know like this is a fucking movie. Like, clearly this isn't. Like, if someone stabs you, no, your entire, like, gallons and gallons of blood are not going to come <laughs> shooting out of... The the French woman? <laughs> her arm. they chopped her arm off. Everyone's... You know in the deleted scene or whatever that her other... he She chopped her other arm off, but they were, but they were like, oh, we can't do that for the for, for the United States. They're not going to allow us. But somehow, like, Quentin Tarantino has, like, a similar thing with... um Who else does it really well? But it's like, I laugh during things like that. No, and I, I think you're it's supposed fake. to. Because I'm just like, this is so ridiculous, but it's funny. But it's like, I know the difference. Like, when Quentin Tarantino, I expect it. So, like, it's not like, are you fucking serious? It's when, for me, when movies try to make it too realistic and gory, mm-hmm. that's when I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. this is disgusting. Like, when Quentin Tarantino does it, like, yeah, it's a little disgusting, but it's also just, like, hilarious. Because, like, he does it in such an over-the-top, yeah. like, manner in that style. But, like, when people are, like like some horror movies when they're just purposely like f- the fucking human centipede movies. Like when you're like purposely just trying to be absolutely disgusting, that's when I'm just like, why? And they're both trying to do it. Like, but they're both trying to shock you. I think cause that's what movie you want to be like surprised in a movie. Yeah. But like he does it, but there's reasons behind it. But even like X, the mm-hmm. violence in X made me laugh. It wasn't that gross, but it was supposed to be homaging Grindhouse movies, which she likes to do yeah. too. So that so. Made, there's if there's a reason behind them, like you know what, cool, go crazy. But like, like Sam Raimi kind of does this too very well, like with the blood and yeah. the kind of gore. If you can, like Evil you, Dead, but it's like raining blood yeah, down. Like it's if like, you can handle, you know, I was camp- terrified during that movie. But. If you can handle the campiness, if you have that fine line where you can balance it really well, which I think Quentin Tarantino can do, like go for it. But there's a reason behind it. It's not yeah. just be like, let's just blow their heads off and see what happens. Like when you're just purposely being like gross that's different like even though i haven't seen it example even though i haven't seen Wait, it i know you're gonna say terrifier too no oh i was gonna say terrifier oh, movies. i was gonna say crimes <laughs> of the future i haven't seen oh. that yet that, like, but that's cronenberg like he's known for that. which uh, yeah but like, it's the also fly, like videodrome like he's known for being like i get weird. the fly and stuff like but crimes of the future like that is literally purposely being disgusting oh or men yeah men was too much <laughs> men was men was a men uh, 
So I think we talked about it in an earlier podcast, but I don't remember, but I'm going to say it anyway. We mentioned it. I don't know if I've edited it out or not. Spoiler alert. In men, we literally had to watch a a man give birth five times to to himself. himself. Close up. Close up. Not just to himself. Oh, and to another person. Another person. A completely other person. (laughs) Her boy, her, her. Her boyfriend who killed herself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, it's like, it's not like, oh, like he's just like, it's like gory. Um, he has a vagina. We see everything. There's pubic. There's everything. And you know what? That movie, I was like, you know what? I'm enjoying this movie until that happened. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? But that's the thing. Like he has, he's quote unquote having an idea behind it for this. But I'm like, you have to have a reason behind it to execute and an execution. Yes. He didn't have one of the two. Yeah. Who? Alex, Alex, Garland. Alex Garland. See now, Terrifier 2. He knew what he was doing. I'm just bringing this up. But hey. is there reason to like, is there, no. is it just to, no. to kill he's, the kill? She's just, she's going for the shockiest kills and. Look, Terrifier 2 worked. though, I expect it. Yes. I expect some people, it. Some people, like me, I want to go in seeing these disgusting practical effects because I like watching that well, stuff. Well, yeah, depending on it, it like Terrifier 2, that, I, that's one where I'm not going to say anything about because it's like, I expect that. Like, it's a fucking clown murdering people. Like, the like, first one. The first I mean, one I don't understand went, the one scene in the second one. The first one, one might have went a tad too far. And that's saying a lot, though, coming from you. But this one, like, I was going in expecting it. Like, Even I was, though I, there is one, the one scene in the laundromat, that I know of. Oh, yeah. I don't that know one, why that one, she shit black diarrhea. Yeah, that one. I who know. knows? That one's like the one director. of those random ones. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I expect that from like low grade, like honestly, like C-level movies that are, they're trying to make. And he, he's purposely trying to make like a C-level movie. But m- movies like Crimes of the Future, like what what is that? But like Quentin Tarantino's doing it in a way where it's like grindhouse films. Like you should expect this. But w- let me ask you a question. This is more for you, Jimmy, because I feel like you watch the more of the <sighs> okay. over the top. Why are you? Why are you sighing? Well, you, you don't love want, this shit. You don't want this direct questions. No, I, I just I was getting ready. Okay. okay, but what now? There's Terrifier and Terrifier Two, right? You know, there's those that just do it for the shock, and there's ones like Quentin Tarantino and X. There's reasons behind it, like there's homage and stuff like that. Would you rather just be for shock, or would you rather be a little bit of value to it? It totally depends on my mood and what kind of movie it is. But like overall, you've seen a lot of them. It Which one would you rather be in the mood for? Because you're the one that watches these. It the totally depends on what the, what the movie calls for. Like Terrifier Two, I want to go see some kids get brutally murdered by a psychopathic clown. Easy done. I go easy and, peasy lemon squeezy. Easy peasy I, lemon squeezy. No, but I get what like he's sometimes saying. I just want to see horny teenagers get killed by serials, the slashers. So you, some that's what I want sometimes. So, no, no, no. But so what I'm or uh, sometimes I want to go into a movie with some substance, like, substance like okay. X or Pearl. Okay, no, so, I'm so, like, so it just literally depends on my mood. If I'm if I'm going into a certain movie and it doesn't call for the extreme violence without explaining any of it why, then I'm gonna be like, why? Like like men. Okay. Well that wasn't violence. Well, wasn't that, that was terrifier technically? No, but I went in knowing that this okay. is gonna be a disgusting grind. So except for those very movie. few movies that you go in knowing, you rather there be explanation. Yes, if, okay. it, if it makes that's sense. That's what I was trying to ask. No, that's, yeah, that's what I was curious. But but it makes sense. That's like, like why they ruined the Halloween movies where they tried to get too much random substance in Like, it. I can think of, like, uh, Possessor. I was like, okay, like, I, I'm not getting... Can you explain what that is? Yeah, what is that? It's actually David Cronenberg's son 
directed this movie where fucking Cronenberg, where he can you can like kind of take over someone. So this assassin was taking over people's bodies to kill people, kind of, but not good. But he would jump out of it right before, like they would die or they would get caught. Except this one woman he jumped into was fighting him. Like she knew someone was, so that's what it was about. And I think she was peeling her skin off at one. It was weird. I didn't care for. No, but like he, Jimmy's right. I know we've totally diverged from Kill Bill, but the thing is, is that like. That's what Rob Zombie was trying to do with the Michael Myers movie when he took over. And those, I hate those movies. See, that's kind of... um Where he tried to add substance and it's like, no, I'm here to just watch people die. But then it's like, that's why with the Halloween movies, it's now all mixed up. Like, do I want substance or do I want to watch people die? But that's funny because like... Right? The ho- but yeah, when you say Halloween, like to me, it's like the first one is killing people. But there's reasons. But like there's actually... Like, Mo- there's there's an explanation. They actually took time to write the exactly. script. Actually, there's also no blood in that movie. Well, not, but that's I, the, yes. But I'm think. But what I'm saying is like you're watching people get killed. But there's like a. It there's there's like reasons behind it. Like there's there's something you can like actually talk about. Well, actually, like the whole premise is that you don't know why Michael's killing them. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is like from a film perspective. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's like, that's why this new trilogy of Halloween movies has been so... All over the place. All over the place. The first one, we got the perfect mix yeah. of kills and story. And then the second one was like, okay, all now kills. this is just all kills. Now all it's too story. much. And now the, th- and the last one was like, all story with like no kills and no Michael. So it's like, <sighs> horror movies can be just so confusing. Because it's like... <laughs> It's Jimmy, like, we need you Jimmy. in a podcast to just to, to, like to explain every horror movie. I want you to go through one by one from the very first horror movie to now. And you explain what its purpose is. The purpose of horror with Jimmy Chico. Except <laughs> some of them don't have purpose. Yeah. Well, then it's a very short episode. Okay. So I'm going to pull it back now. <laughs> to Kill Bill, I'm going to ask you each a question because I'm very curious. What would be... What is... What made this movie... The mo- what the cult classic is is because of the writing. Oh, well, I guess tw- okay. I'll just say this: Quentin Tarantino as Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino as the writer <laughs> and director. Is it the acting that like that fine line they they kind of rode with like kind of campiness and kind of ser- like, kind of very you know did really good job, but also was a little campy. Was it just the experience you had with all the editing and all the different genres and stuff like that? Like what made this a movie that you liked? The experience. The experience. The experience, everything about it, like everything about Volume One, I enjoy. Because so can you can you can can you say that's Quentin Tarantino then? Because he created that experience. Yeah, I yeah. Can say that's okay. Cool. I feel like he. I he feel doesn't like he, always hit it. No, he doesn't. I feel like he does though. He does most His of the time. Nine the films one is, is one for two of them eight. for me. Hatefully, it is the biggest one that I don't like. That's my least favorite. Because one. it's not very him. But because you know what? It's I, way too fucking long. I have to watch that mini series he did for Netflix with the Hatefully, where they released like the full uncut version. And I want to see because I haven't watched it yet. I want to see if it makes a difference. <laughs> but yeah, him that and Kill Bill two are the only two. I'm like, you didn't do that great job. Everything else, I actually think. Well, other ones I've saw, you really hit it on the nail. He has one more, and he's gonna end it. Allegedly. That's why I'm really curious. I'm like, what is your story going to be for a 10th film? But what about the acting? What do you like? Did you like the acting? I did. What did you like about it? I like Lucy Liu's character. She's my favorite. You thought she was better than Uma Thurman? Yeah, I liked I liked her character. I liked, I liked all that acting, in all honesty. But yeah, the thing is, is like Lucy Liu's character, she had the best story. And it's so funny that she had the best acting since half her story was animated. 
That and the, what was I? I think I saw. I think it's because her character was just so interesting, and I actually would like a spinoff of just her character. Well, there was. A, I was reading the trying to do like fun facts. I was reading that like I guess someone wrote like an op-ed saying like how like Quentin Tarantino was like just doing stereotypes, and like she came out and was like she wrote a rebuttal to it, saying like why can't I play this? Like why why are you calling me like because they I think in the article they she's said not like, Japanese they said no they said like she was like stereotyped as a dragon lady or whatever she's like why are you stereotyping me? There was Uma Thurman who was just doing as much as I was. There was Vivica Fox that was doing the exact same thing as I was. Like why do I get stereotyped? And she was like that's why I did it because like this movie you think it's a stereotype but it's not. Actually. But they also he also rewrote the part for her to be American Japanese Chinese and American yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one review. There was one review where I was like, "Dude, come on!" He was like, "Ugh, I wish, I wish the, I loved it so much. I wish the anime scene could have been live action." But he and then literally was like, "Period." But it might have been hard to see a nine-year-old na- on top of a, na- a naked man killing him. And I was like, "That's, well, that's why I loved it." There's different styles, but that's also why they made it animated. Yeah, because like Quentin Tarantino was just like, "I couldn't, I couldn't do any of this live action." Also, apparently, it would have been really expensive. But he's like, "I can't." do this live action that's like yeah let's watch your child get blood pouring all <laughs> over them through a mattress and there's a lot of details in that that i think people don't realize like i think they said david carradine's supposed to be one of those characters i think the one that kills the father yeah like, allegedly yeah I, well he said it was he said it, it was his character oh i thought it was still like a theory oh i i thought i read that he said it was but like i love that you can I would balance. love a kill bill anime well there's comics now no that's Django. there's a comic right DC, I think it's Django that yeah, has a comic. But I would comic. love an anime um, retelling yeah. of all of the Kill Bill movies. Almost I like before, where Kill Bill, like the uh, the four when of them. When they were the deadly. I would love to assassin. see more of that. I was so curious, like, what made them kind of break up? Like, how are their dynamics with that? Because, like, they all did not seem like they got along. Like, they obviously didn't like each other because they killed her. So, mm-hmm. like, I would love that. That is true. I would love to see that. There's that, so much he can do with the Kill Bill series. It's like, it's such a shame that like he doesn't do more with it but then it's also like is it a shame is he doing the right thing not doing more with it but i'm like he he created such a world like i feel like he indirectly didn't realize how big of a world he created and how many things he could have done with it well they all there's like a big fan petition that like they want um uh, Maya maya hawk and zendaya to like be a third one and it's like <clears throat> them coming at like her coming after with Thurman and Maya Hawk for killing her mother. Yeah, but... Which is, like, a kind of, like, twist on the Kill Bill movies, which is, like, a fun twist. That's if he revi- revisits it, because he's also said multiple times, like, I'm there's not going to be a Kill Bill 3. Like, it's really not going to happen. Which is unfortunate. You're right, because there's such, like... There's, this would probably... I mean, like, yes, technically there's two movies, but I consider them one because he made them as one. But he made, like, two semi-short movies, not ridiculously long, not a lot of talking, and he built a world that so many things could happen. And he built, like, an actual, just, like... It was one of the reviews too, like just a good action movie. Like mm-hmm. it was a fun. I think the action was good. It 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 was fun. It was serious. It, 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 he was the very pacing good. Pacing yeah. was perfect. Yeah, for an action movie because we're talking not a lot of talking, but just enough talking that you know what's going on and you know there's deeper stuff. And it's just like, you know, and the action was amazing because he took from Chinese movies, especially Shaw Brother movies, like. It's just, like, he did it well, and it's, like, that's a good movie. And sometimes, like, I feel like I've said this, like, sometimes the -the over-the-top action, it doesn't translate for me, because I want, if it's a serious movie, I want it to be serious, but this one, it's, it's open to play with. You can have, like, what didn't, was that the second one or the first one where, like, someone jumped on a sword? 
and was like balancing on their sword. I think it might have been the second That's one during the, the training one. one. With but Pied I was like, May. yeah, and I was like, but that worked somehow. Somehow he made it work. I don't understand. And it did. And it did well. Box. I I would have thought this would have flopped. I don't know why. I thought I it, I don't. What this one see because of how crazy it is. I don't see people wanting to see it. I can see. Well, but that's a, why it also became a worldwide phenomenon, and people are obsessed with it. No, I know. It did bad. Though. But I no, no, no. I thought it. I didn't think it would be like a. It did great opening. I would have thought it like became a cult, which it it did both. It did well, and and it became a cult hit because it. I mean, it made seventy million and one hundred seventy six million worldwide. But like, that's pretty good for two thousand three. Yeah, I think this was also during the time where like more kung fu martial arts Chinese movies kind of like people were breaking through a little bit like Jackie Chan and stuff like that. But also because of the whole like thing. Like the Rush Hour movies. Like Rush Hour 2 came out during this year. But also I, the reason I also thought maybe people would have not loved it first first sight was because of some of the reviews I read where they were like, I don't understand. Like, what are you trying to be? So that's why I was Those like. are people who are have no idea what movies are and are just straight up like either but, super snobs. But that's the general public sometimes. So that's why. I was kind of interested to see how it did. And I was kind of surprised when I saw the box office. I just think it's fun. Oh, I think it's a, it's a great, it's a fun ride. That's why like, I'm just like, I'm like, for me, I'm just like, I guess it's like people who don't like violence. Like, I just don't know how you don't find a movie like this fun. Yeah. And I was like, I was kind of surprised because all these movies now get Oscars that this one had none. But I was like, you know what? I don't think it was an Oscar type movie. It was just there for fun. And she for was nominated for a Golden Globe. Uma Thurman. And a BAFTA, I believe. But it didn't, yeah, it didn't go anywhere. If that came out now, he definitely would still, he would get nominations. Probably now, yes. But I guess this was like, what well, I think Inglourious Bastards was when he first, like every movie then started well, getting no, nominated. Pulp Fiction. And well, I mean, like you had Pulp Fiction, which was a huge thing. But, but like, he was like on a roll, like everything he's released thus Inglourious, Django, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Was there one between or no? Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. All three had nominations somewhere. Hateful Eight won. For score, right? For the score. Yeah. I'd rather this get nominated than Hateful Eight. I did not like Hateful Eight. Well, hold on. What else was released that year? Hateful Eight? That was a big one. No, no. The Kill Bill year. So that year was a little hard because there was a, a little movie called Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Ah, fuck yeah. Okay. So that <laughs> took every single... Everything in the world. Everything in the world. Uh, except acting. This is, the, I think the one they were trying to get was probably acting for Uma uh, Thurman because she was, she was very good. Charlize Theron won that year. Monster. Monster. Okay. But... Before we move to the back half of our show, I do have a question for you. One of the reviews said, where was it? Okay. I want to know if you agree with this statement. Somewhat, this was uh, in the review where I was mentioning, they said, this is why we go to the movies. They were like, I don't go to the movies to often. I don't go to the movies often, but when I do go, my goal is not to come out of the theater deeply inspired, crying, or mostly falling asleep. When I go to the theater, when I go to the movies, I want to have fun watching something well-designed a smart, and a smart piece of art. Do you agree with that? Or do you kind of like have like a half and half? Half and half. Because sometimes I want to be depressed after seeing a movie. Kelly. I think you have to agree with Jimmy. Because I, I was going to say something. Sometimes <laughs> like it depends on the movie. If I know it's like a fun movie, I just want to have fun. Or if like people are saying it's bad, but I'm like, it does look kind of good. I want to have fun. But if it's a movie where I'm like, what, I sometimes, sometimes I want to be like impressed on a philosophical level. But then sometimes I'm like, no, I want to have fun like Fast and Furious. <laughs> And I still find it fun. I still find it good. I was, I thought I was interested. I thought we were going to have different opinions for some reason. Not sure why. Any last thoughts before we move on? No. Nope. Then it's time for win, lose, <laughs> win, lose, or drink. I'm going to give you three questions with three multiple choice. The first person to get the highest score wins a big thing of nothing. Um, number one. What was the body count of this movie? A. I'm sorry. Can you ring your buzzer? 
Can you ring your buzzer? Thank you. What was the body count for this movie? A, 88. B, 95. C, 132. Go. Kelly. I'm just going to say 88. <laughs> you are incorrect, Jimmy. 132. You are incorrect, Kelly. 95. You got it correct. Okay. I put 88 to fool you. I knew it wasn't 88. Because of the, the um, crazy, crazy I would, Yeah, but I was like, I wouldn't put a pack Quentin Tarantino. They'd be like, I'm going to get exactly 88. Exactly. That's how I was like, <laughs> trick question. Number two. When Oren and the bride fight at the end of the movie, Oren says, I hope you saved your energy. If you haven't, you may not last five minutes. From that moment on to the end where she got scalped, spoiler alert, sorry, how long did the fight last for? A, five minutes and 30 seconds. B, five minutes and one second. C, five minutes. Go. Jimmy. Five minutes and one second. Incorrect, Kelly. A. You are correct. Woo-hoo! I thought you were going to get it. Come on, Jimmy. I, I have more faith in I was you. like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> totally guessing. Oh, it's tied. There's a lot of numbers with this. It's tied. It's okay. Tied. How is it tied? I, 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 want, I got the two. <laughs> Sorry, I thought he got. <laughs> I thought he got the first one. Okay, it's not tied. Number three for Kelly, pretty much. <laughs> Billy is fully. Oh, not Billy. Billy. <laughs> Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Um, Bill is fully seen how many times during the movie? A one, B two, or C zero. Damn. Jimmy. Zero. Correct, but it means nothing. <laughs> Kelly, it means that win. Kelly didn't sweep, and I was able I to get in I almost did, I just didn't press my button quick enough. I, I was like, I saw his hand a lot. He, he was hands, caressing a lot of swords. The, 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 a lot of swords. Moving on, LVP, MVP. Um, Jimmy, what is your most valuable player, your MVP? The fight choreography. Kind of surprised. I thought you were going to say um, Lucy Liu. Kelly. Damn it, Jimmy. I was going to say fight choreography. You can say the same thing. Fight choreography. I also like the sound design. Can I tell you why? Of course. Because no, it's we, what, we're <laughs> a podcast or something? Because in the final scene, remember when they're fighting and that, that water fountain thing, it goes clump, clump. I remember that noise and I will never forget it. And as soon as it started playing again, I was like, oh, it's the water fountain thing. <laughs> I do like, it, it did have fun, like, sound design because it was like, <laughs> shoo, shoo, shoo. And it was it was just fun, like very also, over the oh, top. That's from that's Asian my, movie. No, that's I know, my, but my least uh, that's about to be my least favorite. Thing oh, in the okay, movie. okay. But my my uh, MVP is because I was gonna have something different, but then we said the experience. So I'll say Quentin Tarantino for ex- for creating the experience of Kill Bill Volume One. Jimmy, your LVP, your least valuable player. This is always disgusted me. The Vaselube jar because it's so dirty. It's yes. disgusting, and that whole stuff was like. Ugh, ugh. So, so Vaseline jar. Yes, the Vaseline specifically. <laughs> specifically. <laughs> Not Once again, the guy. That is another. That is another thing I will always remember from that film is that scene. So yeah, that was really gross. Kelly, your uh, least valuable player. Oh, I don't know who my least valuable player is. Uh, I guess the businessman who got killed by Gogo. <laughs> my LVP. Uh, I'll just go. I'll take a little piggyback off of Jimmy. I'll do the guy who was selling Uma Thurman's body to have sex with. That male nurse. What is it? Yeah, the male nurse. I don't remember his name, but he has a name, but I don't remember it. Um, okay, Jimmy, we are at the moment where you need to pull out your phone and do some things. Because it's ratings. Okay. I will give this movie a 8. Kelly? I will give this movie a 9.5. And I'm going to give it a 9. Very rare that Kelly gives the highest score. I That's also like action movies. No, I'm just saying. 8.3. 8.3? 8. 
Oh, ah, uh, so close, but no cigar. It was an 8.2 for the IMDb. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 8.8. Did I say 8.3? Yeah. yeah. So oh. It's way above. It's an 8.8 <laughs> because it's just a lot of threes after the Oh, okay. <laughs> so let me backtrack that for a second. Nowhere near 8.2. So great. Okay, cool. Um, Jimmy, before we sign off, do you have your clues for the third next movie? Because I know what it is, and I don't think you have them. I'm looking <laughs> right now for some, but I, I had I had a couple. The silent film. Okay. It stars not Charlie Chaplin, but that other really famous silent film guy. And from what I've seen, Mr. Keaton. Yes, Matthew, that was supposed to be the surprise. Oh, <laughs> no, the way you made it sound like it was like a question. Sorry, repeat. No. Oh. And from what I've seen so far. Um, the lead characters take, they take, they're on the wrong side of a certain war. If you can, from what I've seen so far. Did you watch it? I watched about 20 minutes of it. Also, to anyone watching it who figured it out from my specific clues, do not watch this movie on Amazon Prime because they colorized it and it looks disgusting and Paramount Plus has the correct version. That's more of a Kelly statement. (laughs) (laughs) After her wonderful life, it's wonderful life debacle. It looks disgusting. I watched like five seconds of it and it was way too, it was like, crystal clear i was like it's they like much. they it's did this so like 4k much. restoration and i'm like no no, no. i want to see all the like scratches on the film when i'm watching this and on that note we will see you next time for that said movie but do not watch it on amazon prime goodbye bye, bye. thanks so much for listening you can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts and we want to hear what you think so leave us a review give us some likes on social media at pop review click around www.poporreview.com Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.